Welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren, and today is the first day I feel like a person in a few days. Um, so I'm recording this on Thursday, uh, Tuesday, two days ago. I was supposed to release an episode, but I literally physically could not. So I went to Seattle to see my best friend and I took a red eye back because honestly the flight options from Seattle to Orlando are so trash and the red eye was the best case scenario. Uh, Every other flight had like three connecting stops and would have taken like 19 hours. I'm like, huh? So I took a red eye and what I learned is my body cannot handle that. (laughs) Um, Not to mention that the day I took that flight, I woke up super early because I still hadn't adjusted to the time over there. So I was waking up very early every day. And we had like a super busy day. We had a wild workout class in the morning. We hung out all day. We were out and about. And then I had to go straight to the airport And obviously, I'm sure if any of you have ever been on a plane, the sleep uh, is not ideal. I even had a whole road to myself, so it was best case scenario, but no. And not to mention, my flight had like mild turbulence the entire way. And it wasn't a kind of turbulence that was scary at all, but like, just imagine your body being shaken for five hours. (laughs) Um, Then I came straight home. Landed at 7 a.m. Orlando time and had to come home and get right to work. So I was, like, fucking deceased for three days. Like, I could not get enough sleep. I kept napping. It was just... I could not record an episode. I couldn't even, like, talk out loud. I was so tired. Um, But I'm here. She has risen. Um, Me and my best friend were talking about something that I just have to address and it's that why is there no such thing as a normal flight like there's always something or someone on the plane who's not acting correctly now I already told you about my flight back home which was its own journey but my flight to Seattle was longer uh it was like six hours and that's a really fucking long time to be on a plane. And when I first sat down, there was a girl next to me and she had a baby and she was like already telling me like, I've never flown with her. I don't know how she's going to be. And honestly, I was like, you're good. I have noise canceling headphones. Like, don't worry about your baby. Don't stress about it. Like, I felt for her. I don't like she obviously is someone who cares if her baby is disruptive and I didn't want to make her feel bad. It's a baby. You can't be mad at a baby for crying. So I was like, no worries, girl. Well, it turns out the baby was the least of my worries. First of all, the baby 
was an angel. I've never seen a baby like this in my whole life. It slept the entire flight and it woke up for like an hour in the middle of the flight and was just being like cute and giggly. Like it didn't cry when we took off or when we landed. It was incredible. Um, but let me tell you about the adult man who was fucking annoying. So first of all, have you ever just heard someone with a voice that is just like wild? Like his his natural voice was just the most annoying sound I've ever heard. And it was like naturally very loud because of the tone in his voice. I can't even explain it, but his voice was fucked up, okay? And Sage, please. Ugh, this cat. Um, so what am I saying? Oh, the guy's voice. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, hold on. My cat. Hello. Are you wanna come in or out? Okay, great. She doesn't know. Okay. So anyways, if any of you have a cat, um, they just don't like when doors are closed, whether they're with you or on the other side of it, they just can't handle it. So it's just a fucking ongoing journey. Um, so this man, he has the most annoying voice. Like every time he talks, I'm irritated, but you know, I'm good at realizing what's my issues and what's someone else's issues. And I can't get mad at a, at a human for having a voice and talking. So hold on. I realized I did not put my phone on do not disturb and that is a recipe for a disaster. <clears throat> okay. So, um, we're like two or three hours into this flight, and the guy has headphones on, and I have noise-canceling headphones, and I'm listening to a podcast. So, I should not hear shit. I, like, I truly... It's like they make me, like, deaf when I wear them. It almost, like, half scares me because I can't hear anything that's going on around me. And somehow, this man's voice is coming through my headphones loud and clear. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I take off my headphones, and this was the beginning of a three-hour journey of this man having headphones in and not knowing how, like, science works and understanding that if you have headphones in, you're going to talk louder because you can't hear yourself. So you have to take out your headphones in order to speak like a normal person. And the guy was, with the most annoying voice, okay, was yelling. The whole plane is looking back at him, and he's not understanding. And his wife next to him is somehow not telling him, uh, Jim, shut the fuck up, you're screaming. And he's going, what? What? I can't hear you. What? I was like, is this a... F and this happened for the literal last three hours of the flight so i'm just wondering what happens that makes humans malfunction when they get on a plane like you can only find these type of people on planes somehow so that's a random um story about planes um but we need to talk about <laughs> joe rogan <clears throat> Um, Joe Rogan is my version of Jesus, and I am fucking tired of people who are, like, trying to paint him in a negative light or are trying to cancel him. Like, first of all, I cannot stand cancel culture because it doesn't leave any room for nuance, for, uh, intellectual conversation, 
for growth, for apology. It just leaves no room for anything. It's just this most ignorant way of being. Um, so I'm already done with that entirely. And then it's going to come for Joe Rogan. And that's where I draw the line. <sighs> for those of you who don't know, Joe Rogan used to be the host of Fear Factor. He's a stand-up comedian and he has the most popular podcast in the world. And I started listening to it probably like three or four years ago. And I have literally listened to every single episode he has released since the day I started listening to it four years ago. And that's important to note because people are making opinions of a person off of a very manipulated sound clip that's 15 seconds long that some clown posts online. And everyone who has judgments of Joe Rogan has never even listened to one full episode of his. And to not actually hear a person talk for as many hours as I've heard him talk, you just literally cannot make a, like a an opinion about someone. And that goes like across all the, like in life. You cannot make judgments about people who you've heard a story about that you've never fucking talked to. You just can't. And I'm just tired of it. And yes, Joe Rogan has some opinions that I do not fully agree with. But the reason that I am obsessed with Joe Rogan is that he is, of all the people in the world that are that have a platform, in my opinion, he is the most middle ground person. He's not far left. He's not far right. He's not even medium left or right. He is truly right in the middle where logic lives. And he's someone who is so open to having his mind changed. He's not married to any of his opinions. I've literally watched him change his mind about things when presented with information that proves him wrong. Like, he's actually a man that we should all be, like, thankful for, especially a white male. He is, he is the best white male we have. So, to see people take one sound clip of his is fucking dumb. And he, first of all, the the most recent thing that everyone's having a shit fit about is him expressing an opinion about the vaccine. First of all, um, I know since cancel, cancel culture started, we've forgotten this, but like everyone is allowed to have an opinion and everyone is allowed to voice that opinion and discuss it and have open conversation about it. I don't know when the fuck we got into a place where you literally cannot express an opinion. And especially Joe Rogan, someone who can easily be talked to and can hear different perspectives and understand different viewpoints. And the thing about Joe Rogan, for anyone who hasn't listened to him, who's just making assumptions based off a 15 second clip, is that he, the number one thing he says literally every single episode is, I'm an idiot, don't listen to me. I don't actually know much of anything, which mind you, he's, he's being very humble. He's very fucking intelligent. He's talked to like, at this point, thousands of 
different types of doctors, professors, like just really intelligent people. So he's learned a lot over the years. So I do not think he's dumb. Um, but he is very open about the fact that, first of all, he's having three-hour-long conversations. So when you're just having free-form conversation, sometimes you say things that don't come out perfectly or that don't make perfect sense. Not to mention, um, quite often, he's high on the podcast. So sometimes he's just spitting out thoughts and seeing how they land and creating conversation. So I'm just like growing so tired of the way things are and I am literally in love with Joe Rogan I think he's one of my favorite humans on the planet but besides that this is just like an overarching thing that I cannot stand like this isn't specifically about me defending Joe Rogan this is me defending like people's rights to make mistakes to voice opinions to have different opinions than you and I'm just, like, I'm so tired of it. And coming after Joe Rogan was just the last draw for me. So, if you're someone... Oh, and then I saw a post the other day, uh, I don't know, somehow calling him, like, a typical white male and shitting on him, and I was like, this is obviously being posted by someone who, I can bet money, has not actually listened to him talk for a couple hours because I think you'd understand a little bit more about him. And again, no one is a perfect person. I don't agree with anyone on the planet 100%. That's absurd. Everyone has different opinions, but he's just someone who is very, he doesn't push his opinions and he's not married to his opinions. And that's so important because literally we are all losing our minds and it's, very troubling to watch, honestly. Um, hold on. I have to have a sip of my coffee. It's great podcast material. Me slurping my coffee. Um, so, yeah, I'm concerned about the whole world. Like, something that has been talked about a lot is that sometimes in society, like, just in history, when something leans really, like, like, picture, like, what are those things called? Um, you sit on the park, one, one goes, one end goes up, the other end goes down. Is it called a seesaw? Yeah, so I think it's called a seesaw. And it's, like, when things are going on one end of the seesaw, it usually tips back. And I'm hoping that happens soon, because just the way everyone is acting, both the right, the left, like, this is not, like, a political, like, this has nothing to do with people's political beliefs. It's just this wild, overarching way of being that everyone is so married to their opinions and so volatile to anyone who doesn't agree and this thing of, like, canceling an entire human, like, no. First of all, who are you? And the people who are so hung up on canceling people, just don't fucking forget that anyone who's alive on the planet 
is capable of being canceled because if we dug into every person's life without fail we would find something that you didn't say right one time because we're people and sometimes we say stupid shit and sometimes we need to be corrected and I see no problem in not only do I not see a problem I think it is a great solution to kindly or gently call people out and give them a chance to learn, to grow, to apologize. I think that's how we move forward. Not by literally canceling people. Um, so that's that on that. Um, something I wanted to talk about. I had a interesting conversation with a guy friend of mine. And anytime I have the chance to talk to a guy that I trust, I ask very intense questions because I'm just really trying to understand the male brain and I'm trying to be more um compassionate towards men because sometimes I just really lack patience for men um so I was out to dinner with uh some of my friends and we have a good guy friend who truly is a good guy like this is someone that I trust to ask things to because I know I'm going to get the truth and I know that this is a well-intentioned person he's fully an adult he I've just gotten to know him and I very much value and trust anything he has to say so randomly at dinner this is what it's like to hang out with me He was in the middle of enjoying his meal, and I was like, hey, quick question. Um, Do you find it hard not to cheat on people? (laughs) And luckily, he is down to have ridiculous conversations. So he was like, okay, like in what context? And I just have a curiosity about men, and I want to be, hold on, my cat, Sage. What, what? What's happening? Okay. Um, it's very distracting. You know what I mean? Um, so, oh, I was going to say, everyone is 100% capable of cheating. If you've been listening to my podcast from the beginning, there is an episode where I talk about my history with cheating. So, I do not think cheating is exclusive to men. Um, but I do think men and women cheat for different reasons and in different ways, if that makes sense. So I asked my friend, like, I just feel that guys have a hard time being monogamous, especially if they are being approached by another woman. Like, obviously, there's all different types of guys. But if we're talking about a generally good guy, I think that person isn't going to be one who goes and seeks out other people or cheats like as you know as an end goal like they were looking for that but I think even good guys are so susceptible to like being trapped into cheating and I think even good guys have a hard time being vocal about the fact that they have a partner and the the context that I was kind of giving giving my friend was if a guy goes out and a girl approaches him how likely is the guy to say 
sorry, so nice to meet you, but, like, I have a girlfriend. I'm a go. I just have a hard time. I just don't think guys are great at that. Um, especially if they're around their friends, that increases, like, tenfold because guys, like, regress into childhood when they're around their friends. It's a very interesting dynamic. Um, and this guy, who is my friend, who is literally a good guy, told me, honestly, it is hard. And I just, like, don't get it. <laughs> um... And that kind of brings me to the differences in why men and women cheat. I think men cheat because they they have this hard time with sticking to one person and they're so amused by new shiny things. And also, I think a lot of men, which is something we don't talk about, are actually so insecure and that comes from the way society has raised men to not be in touch with their emotions and to only be judged on how much money they have in their career. I think all of that breeds a lot of insecurity in men, which is a very sad thing. And when someone is insecure, they're very easily swayed if they receive any kind of attention. So they might be a great person and they might love their partner, but if they're out and they're getting attention, the insecurity like takes over and latches onto that because it's so exciting to get attention if you're an insecure person. So I just think it's so much easier for men to kind of fall into cheating. And with women, typically, it's, I don't want to say a choice, but it usually comes from being unhappy in their current relationship and seeking out what they're missing. So typically if a woman is happy in their relationship, I think the chances of a woman cheating goes down very low. Whereas a man can be happy in a relationship and still end up in one of these, we're going to call it like an accidental situation of cheating. And it's just... How do you trust men? Can someone help me? Like, I'm out back in the world, <laughs> um, and I'm single, and I'm like, yikes. What, what do we do? And the other really hard part is the way to combat this is, like, brutal honesty in a relationship and I think humans in general really struggle with that. Um, and something that people don't consider is that cheating, if this is something you've done, is really something you need to dive into and look into. Like, for instance, for men, it might come from insecurity. It might come from a whole host of things. And for women, it comes from a different set of reasons. But... When I personally finally self-reflected on what I was doing in my relationships, I took my ass straight to therapy. And I was like, um, help, I don't know why I am doing these things. And I think that's, I think one of the reasons that we think that cheaters are always cheaters is because cheaters don't figure out what made them cheat. And 
I've witnessed this in myself and other people. When you get caught cheating, you want to die. And you swear the feeling is so bad (laughs) that you're like, I will never do this again. And you tell your partner that. I will never do this again. And you believe it in that moment. I don't think anyone lies when they're in that moment. And yes, it's because you got caught. But truly that feeling of guilt and of hurting your partner and all of these other things, you just want to jump off the nearest cliff. And you are certain that this is the last time you will ever cheat. And lo and behold, if you don't figure out the core reasons why you cheated and you don't work on that, I promise you, you will do it again. And I think that's why so often we see a repeated pattern of cheating in a person. It's very rarely a one-off occasion. Yes, that could definitely happen, but it's just... We need to, like, really look into the things that we do, especially a really negative behavior like cheating. Um, So, it's just... And, oh, by the way, um, bonus points for my friend. Um, He mentioned that he has talked about cheating in therapy because he had... His family has a history of cheating and breaking up the family, so he went to therapy for this. So he's someone who at least now walks through the world aware of the fact that he potentially struggles with, I don't I don't want to say he struggles with being faithful, because I don't think it's that serious, but he walks through the world kind of being aware and making sure he doesn't make any missteps that could lead to that. And I think that's so important. I don't think anyone benefits from thinking that they're incapable of cheating or that they'll never cheat again if they got caught. That's just, it's okay to be a human and I think monogamy is hard, especially the longer you're with someone. But when you're honest with yourself about the fact that everyone on the planet has the ability to cheat, you can prevent it like way easier um but again it takes that kind of brutal honesty someone who looks at you and says I would never cheat I'm actually more weary of that person than the person who says yeah I know I have that potential in me so these are the things I do to avoid it now this brings me to another thing we need to talk about (laughs) Okay, so, I had this issue in my last relationship, and I stand strongly behind this idea, and I want to share it with you, and if you think I'm wrong, let's talk about it. But something that men specifically struggle with, obviously, again, I always have to, you know, fix myself. Everyone's capable of being an asshole, but... I've really seen that with hetero men, they have a very hard time understanding that once you enter into a relationship, there are some things that have to change about your life and your lifestyle. Now, I want to be so careful with this. This is not any girl's past to say, Lauren said that you can never go out again and you can never have friends because we're in a relationship and it's all about me. 
No, that's toxic behavior. (laughs) But when you enter into a relationship, there are some things that should change, that should be adjusted, because you are now committed to another person, and the other person is a priority in your life. I don't want to say the number one priority, but they are a priority. And something that I used to deal with was someone not understanding that they had to behave a little bit differently when they were in a relationship. To be clear, you are allowed to go on trips with your friends you without your partner. You are allowed to go out and do things in the world without your partner. Uh, quite frankly, you should. You need to like miss each other sometimes. You need to do things separate. And friendship is very important. You should not dismantle your friendships to be in a relationship. But you should be doing things a little bit differently. For instance, when I would go out when I was in a relationship, I would always be the first one to say goodnight. I'd say, oh my god, had so much fun. Love you guys. Bye. And I'd be home by 12, 1. Not anything super early, but there's just a time of the night where things get weird. And especially if you are drinking, the longer you're out, the more you drink, and the more chance there is of something weird happening. So why? And what's the reason? If you're single and you have no one to consider, please feel free. Go out till 5 in the morning. I physically cannot even do that anymore, but hypothetically speaking, I could do that now if I wanted to. I just think it's like, and honestly, it comes natural to me. Like, I've never actively had to think, uh-oh, it's midnight, it's my it's my bedtime, gotta go home, I'm in a relationship. It's just this natural consideration of another person, and also, I, like, lose the desire to be out and over drink and do all these things when I'm in a relationship like I I don't know and I was with someone who couldn't really understand that and he chose not to hear the words I was saying because I always used to say you can do things with your friends why does it have to be till five or six in the morning like at that time Nothing normal is going on. Things have gotten weird. You've drank too much, most likely. Like, it's just a setup for something to happen. So I also think that's why men are more susceptible to cheating, because they have a hard time making those adjustments. They go out with the boys, and they don't have, for some reason, the ability to say, okay, thank you, it's been beautiful, good night, I'm heading home. If the boys are out... They gotta be out. Everyone gotta be out at the same time. And it's just, it literally puts you in a position where you are more likely to do something that you wouldn't do. So I think that's a big part of why men might struggle a little more to remain monogamous because just in general, they have a hard time adjusting to the idea that when you're in a relationship, things look a little different. And I really try to check myself and make sure that I am not being toxic or controlling. But tell me if I'm wrong. I think this idea makes sense that 
there's like a happy medium between living your life and enjoying it and being separate from your partner and having your own friends and your own fun and not being just like thoughtless and like disrespectful. So these are all things to uh, consider if you're in a relationship. I really want to have a man on the podcast to talk about monogamy and what that looks like, what that feels like for men. Um, So if you are a man that wants to talk about this with me or you know a man who would be good at talking about this, please let me know. Um, And again, it's not going to be, it's not like an ambush on men. I truly am trying to learn and understand men and have more patience and literally just accept the fact that we are wired differently and learn to understand it better as opposed to um just uh like being like not being able to tolerate (laughs) the way men act um so that's what I got for today please let me know if there's anyone out there I can talk to about this and We will talk soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are looking for more of me or are interested in my life coaching services, you can follow me on Instagram at Evolve with Lauren. And I would absolutely love and appreciate if you could please rate, review, and follow the podcast wherever you listen to it. And I will talk to you next week.